it's the Green Umbrella Marketing Social Snippet Show. So, this week we have a guest on the Social Snippet Show podcast. It's Jackie Tor from Team. So, Team is a trade, think of it as a trade body, really. They represent independent recruitment agencies. So, the reason we got Jackie on the show, um, essentially, her membership you know, what they do, that represents about 70% of our client base, in all honesty. So we've been really tuned into the effects that COVID have been having on recruitment agencies, um, you know, the mindset of those business owners, that sort of thing. We've had loads of really interesting and useful conversations with Jackie. So we thought it was about time we brought her onto the Social Snippet Show um, and have those conversations so that you guys can listen in too. So let's see what she and the team have to say. Let's go for it. Hello, Facebook. Hello, LinkedIn. Hello, YouTube. <laughs> I always said Instagram then. We're not live on Instagram. Um, not yet anyway. Come on, StreamYard, get it sorted. So here we are again for a, another live lunch. I think this is week 32 now, which is absolutely wow. crazy. Um, but I need to stop saying that every week because I'm just getting boring. Um, this week we have a guest. So the fantastic Jackie Tour is joining us from Team. Hi, Jackie. Hello. So come on, Jackie, introduce yourself properly. Tell us what Team's all about. Okay. Um, thanks, Christina. Nice to join your live lunch. Although I haven't got any lunch, only a glass of water. It's been one of those hectic mornings. And I thought I haven't got anything to eat, but probably best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, I am, as Christina said, Jackie Tor, and I'm the managing director of Team, which is the Employment Agents Movement, and we are a membership organisation um, for independent recruiters. Um, so anybody that wants to um, share business with another recruiter or receive all the benefits of our membership can join us. Um, key key thing about team is you have to be nice people to do business with. So um, it's our little strap line in some respects. But um, yeah, we've been running the, oh, team's 25 years old this year and we would have had a bit of a hurrah at our conference if we'd been allowed to have one, but obviously that all went out the window. Um, but it's 25 years old and, um, it's been we've had a really good year this year I think um we've had lots and lots of new members probably for the support that they've needed through what I think we can all say has been pretty tough um so yeah it's been great for us we've had some big changes and um lots going on but yeah that in a, a little synopsis is what we're all about Fantastic, fantastic. So obviously we've been members of team or service providers for team for the last, I want to say eight, nine years. It was just before, I think we'd not long joined just before I started um, being part of, of Green Umbrella myself. So it's, we've seen some real changes over the, t over the years in terms yeah. of how the whole recruitment space works, whether it's a candidate market or a client market and, and that kind of thing. And I, I think right now it, it's really interesting because obviously from a marketing perspective, we see a lot of businesses that are, they're just starting up um, or they are, they've had to, they've had to shrink their teams maybe. And now they're looking at recruiting again. Um, and that's for businesses that are not recruiters, like, you know just generally across the board and I think there's some real changes in the whole recruitment market um I think that there's a lot of people out there that 
I'm like, I'm worried about what I'm going to say in case I upset anyone. <laughs> or, or if it comes across as... Why stop worrying bit... about that now? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, so let's, let, let's pretend this isn't being broadcasted live. There are a lot of business owners who need to employ people. They need to go through that recruitment process. They don't have a recruitment process because they've had people that work with them for years and years and years. Um, and now all of a sudden they've, they've got to change the way that they're working. They're looking yeah. at doing things digit digitally, that kind of thing. Um, but I think that people assume because there's been so many redundancies, um, people on furlough worried about whether or not they're going to you know, get their full time role back, that kind of thing. There's a lot of people out there thinking they can just recruit themselves, don't bother using an agency. There's loads of candidates around. Why would I need to, you know, why would I spend money on an agency? But I think at this, at the moment, it's the most relevant time to use an agency because one of our recruiters was telling me recently they advertised for a role, pretty a generalist it was, um, but I guess it was a fairly straightforward role like an administrator something similar to that and for one advert they got 800 responses now who has got time to sift through 800 cvs i think that that's the thing in the screening process it's not just about looking at a cv no i like the sound of that okay so when we recruit that's kind <laughs> of what we like i'm looking at a cv and i'm going that you know sounds like that person's mental next <laughs> sounds like sounds yeah. like i can talk to that person and oh, that's no. the process. yeah you know it, and if you're not if you're not <laughs> thanks paul <laughs> <laughs> but i think if you're not if you're not recruiting every day it's actually it's a really hard thing to get into the mindset of yeah. you it takes you 20 times longer because you don't know what decisions to make who do i interview not interview okay you've done the interviews you still don't know how to make a decision and we're not experts in that field the recruiters are they mm. know what they're doing they know how to look at a cv how to disregard a cv quickly um you know their time is money isn't it so you know if they they don't want to spend an hour on a cv which they think is not relevant for the job they're recruiting for you know, leave it to the experts. That's what I say. Yeah. And we've got loads of those in team. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. We have. Um, the other thing as well is that, so it's been a candidate market for a long time. Okay. And if you're not, if you're, if you're listening to this and you don't know what we mean by that, essentially, the candidates get to pick and choose which role they want. You know, it's like, so as an employer, you've got to make sure that your offering is, is really, really, you know, it's exactly what that ideal candidate will want so that they pick you. It's not about the employer picking the candidate anymore. Mm. And I think also a lot of people have just assumed that that's no longer going to be the case. And yet I feel like, again, like it's it's even more so that people are being really, they, the candidates are used to being able to essentially shop around a little bit and, and choose their, the, their perfect employment package. Um, what, what do you think, what are the recruiters saying to you? Do you think that's still as important? Do you think it's less important now we've got more, more candidates in the marketplace? I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think candidates, a lot of the candidates still think they can pick and choose. 
And we all know that has changed completely. It's switched around completely now. Just, you know, from previous example, about 800 applications for one job. You know, you have got to make yourself stand out. Your CV's got to be relevant. Lots of, lots of talk about CVs being digital, you know, sending a video instead of a CV. You've got to make yourself different, haven't you? Because, you know, if it is an admin role or something that lots of people can do, unless you're really niche and a terribly niche position you know you've got there's going to be lots of people all applying for that same job so make yourself stand out look different be interesting what's going to make somebody want to pick you to interview over everybody else it's a fine line isn't it between because i often when, when people say oh, you've got to stand out and be different some people just go too far don't they yes and they and you think oh no like there was oh god i think it was an old cliche when someone used to say oh um when i send a cv i'm going to put it on colored paper because it they pick it out of the pile it's like well that doesn't work anymore because people don't print them out so uh either that or you feel like <laughs> this is going to show my viewing habits but um <laughs> see the film legally blonde where yes. she does an entry application <laughs> an entry application for harvard and it just kind of leaves the people like doing the selection process gobsmacked because she's kind of there in a glittery pink bikini so we kind of want candidates to stand out but not where but they have the right reasons <laughs> absolutely in the right yeah. way in the right way yeah exactly right <laughs> I saw exactly um, right. a story in the news, when was this? It was about a month ago now. And this person had um, pretended, so basically done an impression of the business owner and sent it over to them as a video, basically impersonating this man. And it was a massive risk because the things that he was saying were quite, yeah. I don't know, a bit risky personally, but it paid off because they said um, it, it was exactly their sense of humor as a business. They found it hilarious. And um, yeah, they hired him straight away, basically. But I think I think it, there's there's that line, isn't there? There's that line of thinking, right, like you were saying, I want to stand out. And it's like, do I take that risk? Is this a calculated risk? Or am I going to send this and they're going to think I'm completely nuts and, and never give me a job ever again? <laughs> so yeah, I don't I mean, know. I, I, yeah, and I think it's working for recruiters as well. They're using video techniques with yeah. their clients to, to win that business and sending video messages instead. And I've heard, again, a couple of our recruiters have been doing that with some success, you know, where the clients might not want to take calls at the moment saying, you know, what jobs have you got? They're sending a personalized message because they want to keep in touch with their clients, but they're sending something that is interesting, sharing something of value in that video. So they're giving something to the client rather than asking for something. So yeah, yeah it is, getting that message right, isn't it? And doing a bit of background, getting the background information first to make sure your message is key and on point for that particular person. Yeah. Being whether yeah. you're a candidate or whether you're a recruiter or a client even, you know, just getting your message right and doing your research first. Yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely all about the research. I mean, mm. I think this man obviously did research the company quite a lot and knew that they had quite a sort of a fun sense of humour so yeah. obviously it paid off but yeah you I don't probably know, wouldn't I don't do that, that. yeah you exactly. probably wouldn't do that if you go for a, a bank manager's job or something would you no. yeah. <laughs> I quite like that approach though I think it's great yeah it's interesting and it stood mm. out I mean it got an article in I can't remember which paper <laughs> 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 um 
Um, yeah, so it got an article in, I can't remember which paper it was now or, um, but yeah, it obviously worked, but it is yeah. a risk. <laughs> I don't know if I'd impersonate Christina. I <laughs> think <laughs> that would be really risky. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Emily, you do that on Slack all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you can't use it against me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Okie dokie. So, the other thing I was going to bring up as well, Jackie, is that obviously there's so many, so many businesses popping up at the minute. Um, you know, people have so been made redundant, they've maybe worked. You know, they've been an employee for a number of years and they're kind of thinking right now's the time for me to try and pave my own way so are you seeing a lot of um sort of brand new agencies appearing or or is, is it tending to be more existing agencies that are suddenly realizing the power of the team network and, and joining for that reason i think it's a bit of both to be fair um we've had quite a lot of startups and um i know you're aware that and in you're involved that there's some of our service providers um, that are doing startup packages for those that have been made redundant um, from their current employers because they just they, they don't need that many staff now because they've had to shrink their businesses down. Um, so we are seeing a lot, a lot more startups that are thinking, well, you know, I've got nothing to lose. I've been made redundant. Let's give it a go on my own. Um, but we are seeing a lot of people that are also thinking, right, I need a support network now to get me through this this, this down period or the, the, the COVID pause, as some people are like liking it to. Um, they're coming in thinking, well, if I can have the support of other people and we can do some business together or help each other out, I think lots of people are coming purely for that this year you know because as much as there's all the benefits of you know the helplines the documentation the um discounts from all our suppliers and things you know it is about just having somebody else to bounce off somebody else who's in the same situation as them um they need that right now and i think that's been key to this year for our mm. members and those joining us getting that just it's almost like having the shoulder isn't it really or you know particularly one man bands or the smaller ones that may have been larger and had to reduce their staff and think well now who I'm going to talk to about the different issues of day-to-day -day life mm. I think there's a lot of them so whether they are brand new agencies <laughs> or whether they've um had a quiet couple of months and now they're they're coming back full throttle it from a marketing perspective it's almost as if they need to consider what's what they're doing now as a rebrand, even if they're yeah. not changing anything branding wise. Yeah. It's about really solidifying the fact that they're here. Yeah. You know, that they're that they're they're on track and they're, you know, it's like they're they're ready to ready to serve when you're ready to use them. So are there any um are there any agencies that you know are sort of they're doing anything in particular from a marketing perspective that is is allowing them to stand out or mark i don't know if you've got any ideas or examples of the sort of things from a creative perspective as well not particular things from the creative perspective but 
obviously what we saw particularly at the start of lockdown were were quite a few companies just sort of taking that time out and thinking right okay we we know it's going to be quiet for the next couple of months or so let's use this time proactively to mm. actually do things ready for when you know things do start to come back online obviously we had a few sort of websites and things that type of thing where people thought yeah okay it's one of those projects that gets put to the back burner when we haven't got time so there's been a lot of people being proactive as well um and, and sort of getting things in place for now when you know things start move again so like you say so now they can stand out whereas perhaps they hadn't looked at their website you know for five ten years or something mm. now they're getting those things in place to be to be back out there so yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think we've seen a few that have decided to use this time to to you know clean up their CRMs, rebrand perhaps. Lots of people are having to think about right, let's go di try a different sector. Is it worth diversifying what we're offering? We're seeing people moving into um maybe um doing a bit more um um, outplacement stuff, you know, where redundancy, so redundancies are happening for some of their clients. They're 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 helping those um, uh, th those candidates that are being made redundant. Perhaps not being able to place them in the job, but doing some sort of coaching with them to to with their CVs and things, and just hand holding them through a process they may not have gone through for a long time. So I think it's changing with the times, isn't it? And and trying to increase your offering. Um, and stay up to date so that you are making yourself slightly different to the others. But yeah, like you said, Mark, you know, rebranding, redoing websites, rewriting information, just making everything new, look new and fresh, ready. Because yeah. now we're, 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 where are we now? Towards the end of October, you know, things are slowly starting to move again. We are seeing that and we are hearing that from the recruiters that, you know, they are seeing a change things are starting to pick up so they're ready for maybe 2021 for it really to start picking up at a faster pace yeah i think it's time for for a lot of companies not just recruiters but companies in general <laughs> look closely at the copy as well on their websites yeah. so you know the brand but also you know if they're talking about working from home being a perk you know, so if they're recruiting internally into their business and they're saying, oh, we work from home or we do this remotely, that's not unusual anymore. No. You know, so some of the things they're talking about, you know, if they wrote them two, three years ago or more, it's time to, to revisit what that might be. And it could be that they're making their website more inclusive. It could be they're doing, you know, the tag there to make sure they're more inclusive. It's, yeah, there's all sorts of things. And as Mark said, we right at the beginning of lockdown we were inundated with websites with people wanting rewrites mm. and rebranding to the point where i think we were almost saying it was <laughs> it was a two-month lead time at our peak there was that That's much good news oh yes it was great news yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and, and video again so i know we you know before i you know dashed off to deal with the dog and the the delivery we were starting to talk about video but when people talked about the fact they offered video meetings or interviews again that was unique maybe a year ago it's not really now and people need no. to have that facility in place and i know you've just brought on some more service providers that offer video interviewing which mm. just reflects how everything's changed 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had two in the last month join us, but and everybody's calling for it. You know, it, mm-hmm. we, we all know now that homeworking is the new norm. Um, I mean, we haven't, I'm in the office today, but we haven't all been in the office together since March. Oh. You know, we've all been in odd days here or there, but um, whilst we don't need to be in the office, why change it? It's working, working from home, and it is the new norm. And everybody's got to learn to adapt, like we said earlier, you know, and that's what's happened. But Amanda, you're right. You know, how you, how can you differentiate now? Because this is where we're at. I mean, who would have thought a year ago, well, six months ago even, that we'd have a virtual expo last week? Well, no, week before mm. now, actually, wasn't it? I mean, it's crazy. You know, yeah. it, it it's good that things can still go back online, but I do would really like to go out and have a coffee with somebody now and do do what we just used to a, do. Just a coffee or a glass of wine, Christina. <laughs> I'm conscious that some people watching might not know that we're all alcoholics. <laughs> There's not many of them that don't know. Well, any of them that know us would know that we are. Yeah, but it would be nice. I mean, I it's been a real shame not having team conference this year. That's the mm. highlight of yeah. the year for a lot of us, isn't it? We, it's such good fun and a chance to all get together and meet each other face to face is lovely. However, saying that, being able to, for members from Scotland to network with members from Southampton on a call once a week is fantastic. Mm. It's just, I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. nice to be able to get more people together. You're absolutely right. I think so. The, the conference, um, team conference is an annual event, isn't it? It's your flagship mm. event. Um, great fun. Everybody can, you know, gets together in the Midlands for for two days, really. It's a one day conference, but you've got kind of the, the night before. The lead up. Bar meal. <laughs> yeah. um, and as you say, that's when kind of all the corners of the UK come together. So the yeah. Scottish, Welsh recruiters, people from the West Country. Um, and we haven't we haven't been able to do that. But the support that has been there on the video calls, again, certainly mm. at the beginning, and that was one of the things I think we were going to pick up on was how how well you've been and what advice would you give to people building networking groups to keep that going when you can't network? Yeah, I mean, it, I think, I mean, we, I think we've finished in the office about the seventeenth of March. And from then on in, every face-to-face meeting was cancelled and everything had to go online uh, to keep the network together. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this year we've had about 250 meetings as such, but they've all been online, which is amazing because normally we do about 100 a year. But the ability to do them weekly and get people on a call weekly if they wanted to has been fantastic just amazing and i think you know we've we've tried to support the members with everything that's from legislation you know government updates job retention scheme and all those kind of things but as much as that it's just having a chat you know they've just been general regional events as well and even like i know amanda christina you and you and i we've had calls where we've just phoned for a little catch up and say how's your week been um Mm. at the end of a week just to keep our relationships going and just support each other and just go oh are you having a bad week it's a bit manic you know that kind of thing but you know like I said earlier we've had big changes in the last 
it's three weeks today actually that we had a new chairman Simon Bliss has taken over team so he joined us three weeks ago today and he's got some great plans going forward with team um not really changing anything as such but building on what's already there you know but he's got some great ideas of webinars and forums and different things that he wants to put in place and um you know he's going to be front facing a lot of it and be involved a lot in, in in those things which is great so um so more webinars to come you know next year hopefully we'll have a conference towards the end of the year if we're allowed um and i can imagine that will be an amazing <laughs> get to do it because it'll be so long since we've done one but yeah just more of the same really just keeping that communication open and seeing people whether it is on a zoom call or you know just to chat but it's just being there and keeping that communication open to everybody mm -hmm. and just being there for them really do you think it's changed in terms of what people want out of those calls i think it has from the beginning of the year yes yeah, I think at the beginning of the year, everybody just needed updates, updates and advice. I think now it's become more than that. They have become little communities. Um, they want more training almost now, more knowledge about going forward, not just what should I be doing? What what what's happening now? What are the government put in place? What what funds have I got access to? Not so much that now. They now want the training. How do I move forward? Where should I go? How can I keep my business alive? How can I still build it in this marketplace? So, yeah, it has changed quite considerably since the beginning of the year. Although, and we are probably still having just as many events, but just making them more specific to different target audiences now. Do you yeah. think... Um going forwards jackie once people possible fingers crossed can sort of meet face to face and you can have more of those sort of meetings are you still going to offer the online meetings or even people can call into those face-to-face -face meetings or is that something that has that been considered at all yeah i think we'll do a combination of the both okay. because i think people have got used to the online stuff and it does yeah. mean you can pop in for a quick hour and pop off if, yeah. if you've got to go to an event it could take you the whole morning and you're only going to go to your regional ones because it's too far to travel otherwise so i think it's key to keep both going um yeah. the face-to-face -face are important and, and just have those general chit chat you know not even business conversations you know just general chat where we all know those kind of conversations are where you actually make the connections and, and make money um but it is key to have both i think now so I think yeah. we will have face to face, perhaps not as many as before, but we'll have face to face and still lots of online um, webinars and networking events as well. I think that makes sense because I think, like you said, there are benefits from having the online meetings. Obviously, it doesn't take as much out of your day. People yeah. are more likely to attend because of the ease of it. So, yeah. but at the same time, obviously, as you said, it is very important to me face-to-face -face as well so I think the combination I think that would definitely be the the best option I, yeah and I that. also think that now we're starting to record some of our 
um, presentations. Um, and I can see you smiling, Christina, because you probably thought, oh, I told her this ages ago. <laughs> um, I don't know what you What was funny is I was looking at Emily's face at the time, go, and like her eyes just went, oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and we've just started doing that and um, starting to edit some of the content so that we can share that, not only with the members that couldn't, come on to the call but with the outside world as uh, as well to you know for for prospective members to sort of a, a sample of what you get before you buy um but also it gives our service providers extra exposure you know yeah. they're all i mean as you know most of our meetings include a service provider speaking on a particular topic and um you guys do a lot for us as you always have um but it's if we can share that content with our network and then it gets shared further out still, it's massive exposure, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So it's it's not only increasing increasing the team presence across the board, but it's increasing that for the service providers as well. And I mean, it's the support from you guys that is keeping those meetings going. We couldn't do it without you. Mm. Um, that kind of ties into another question I had for you, actually, because, you know, we've, we've talked about your the membership and you know, the changes they've needed to make in their business. Um, and obviously, we've talked about changes you've made in terms of the meetings for your existing members. But obviously, you know, your team as an organisation needs to function. You need to grow your membership. So what kind of, what changes have you had to make in terms of the marketing of team? What kind of things have you had to do differently or think about differently? Well, actually, you know, now um, with, Simon on board, mm. you know, things, new ideas, fresh ideas, exciting things. Um, there's quite a lot we're discussing already. And I think we've got a conversation with you on Monday, Christina, for some 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 input in that. Um, so yeah, we have had to look at lots of different things. Um, as much as um looking at our website, thinking, should we make changes to how our website looks? Um, we've done an advert recently, which Amanda, you helped us with. Um, that went out. It, it, well, it wasn't an advert, was it? It was an e-shot, I think. It was, yeah, that went so through Global Recruiter. Yeah. So um, these are all kind of firsts for us because, as you know, team um, members normally come. I would say ninety percent of our members come via referral, which is fantastic. But there's hundreds of recruiters out there that don't know who team are. Um, not sure why they don't know who we are obviously but um yeah we we need to start looking at our marketing as much as anything else so we are we have a few things in mind and i'm sure you'll give us some more on monday Christina. Yeah. <laughs> oh absolutely um <laughs> it isn't it it's it is interesting because i was i was looking at the stats the other day and i wish my notes were to hand but they're they're not and it's something like and i'm sure you'd be able to correct me jackie but i think there's something like forty five thousand yeah, recruitment yeah. agencies in the uk i think it's about forty two thousand. yeah forty two thousand agencies in the uk and you know, and I was looking looking at the stats, and um, sort of every sort of quarter, every six months or so, I kind of I go into LinkedIn, I do a few searches, and I try and find out, you know, what's the volume in terms of our ideal client. Mm. And even that is is something like twelve thousand agencies yeah. fit that you know what I would describe as the ideal recruitment agency we yeah. would work with, and it's massive. It's just such a huge, huge sector. 
I know it is huge. And when you when you, when you look at the amount of people that we have in our network, how many more there are out there, mm. um, it's really key that that we get to some of them mm. and use all of our networks as a whole to get those people together. Mm. You know, you're all dealing with independent recruiters. We are all the other service providers. Other agencies are working together with other agencies that aren't in team. So yeah, it's utilizing those networks as such as well, I think, and helping each other in that in that mm -hmm. uh, marketing. Yeah. It's so, you, oh, sorry, go ahead, Mark. I was gonna say, I think you've got us well drilled on the referral thing though, because anytime we ever speak to anyone, one of the first questions <laughs> is, are you in team? Do you know about team? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're all very good. <laughs> <laughs> well it's, it's like you said at the beginning it helps that you're nice so you know people kind of say oh that's a bit fluffy but it's essentially but it is yeah you're not you from your side you're not going to want to work with people who are you know I'll be polite yeah. but you know unethical maybe or yeah. just not pleasant um but from our side as well it's it's a joy to be able to work with people that you get along with yeah um and of course that makes us want to do more and that shows through in, in, you know, in how like passionately when Christina does her presentations or when yeah. I go off to a webinar, um, hopefully that comes across. So it just makes the whole referral thing, it kind of has ripples, doesn't it? You chuck the pebble yeah. in the bottle, it just kind of ripples out and it works for everybody. So Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you look with within the network, you look at all the members, all the service providers, everybody gets on. I know it sounds really cliche and a bit, odd really but everybody does and I think it's because it's a certain type of business certain type of person mm. that just gets it mm. um but you it's regulated as well because you yeah. you know you don't just let anybody join no. the network and I think it's too easy at the moment so that volume of that 42,000 mm. recruiters recruitment companies um even though you know it's a sector that's been really badly hit in certain certain areas um, so like hospitality recruiters, they've really yeah. struggled. Um, people are still popping up and starting new agencies because mm. if they've been let go by a big agency, they kind of think, well, I'll just go do this on my own. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But it has to be regulated because there are some unscrupulous people out there, aren't there? Yeah. And certainly we do do our due diligence before anyone comes in. Yes, we, we'd love to take new members, but we don't just take anybody. Mm. You know, that needs to be clear that we don't just take anybody. Um, we do some background checks and just check that they are the right fit because mm. if they're not the right fit it won't work yeah and we're not we don't want to we don't want to change the feel of the network you know it's very friendly it's very relaxed it's very collaborative <laughs> very collaborative you get somebody in here that starts trying to take other people's staff or other people's clients it isn't going to work you know, that's not what we're all about. It is working nicely together. You know, we're here to hopefully help others achieve their success by giving them the tools to do that and giving them the network to do that in. And, mm. you know, as it you, as it spells out in team, everybody achieves more. Mm. So that's that's what we hope. Yeah. And I like the way that um, everyone's kind of got it, got each other's back. Yeah, particularly now, you know, OK, there's I know people often wheel out there. We're all in it together. Um, 
and you know we're not necessarily because some people are thriving some people are really struggling but but there is a real sense of okay we've we've got your back whether that's you know a supplier to the industry or a recruiter you know there was a story earlier this week about um you know fraudulent payments going on Mm. in in and around the, the Birmingham area and you know recruiters were feeding in the details they had the lawyers were diving in with you know the the rules and regs of what we could do just to kind of tie it all together um oh look at that i've just been bought a cup of tea <laughs> very <laughs> nice can we all, can we all yeah. have? it was a sausage sandwich <laughs> last week <laughs> it was. Um, spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think you know i think adding to that yeah you're right you know all the whatsapp groups um within team anything like that gets put in a whatsapp group it goes into another whatsapp group and everybody shares their experiences so before you know it it's gone around the whole of team and everybody's aware of a scam or something that's not right or to be avoided so it is like you say everybody's got everybody else's backs and and yes yes some are struggling somewhat or or have had to make big changes um and 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 others are doing really really well and it doesn't matter whether you're a service provider or an agency everybody works together yeah i love i love that analogy that that paul green has mentioned saying same storm different boats so yeah we might not all be in it exactly together but we're certainly in the same storm yeah and you know covid is one thing that's everybody's been affected by it's not just a few people that have been affected by a downturn in their market it's worldwide Mm-hmm. And so it is everyone. Um, yeah. Okay. So I I've been talking to a couple of people this week. So a couple of two people from within the team network, but also another couple of people that are not in recruitment. Um, but the the essentially the same conversations were were happening. I think that if you're running a business and you're trying to keep your clients on board, you are you're spending the time with them right now. You're having the conversations that that are not to sell but to add value, just to check in, that kind of thing. Um, and there are some people out there that are really really struggling business wise, mm. um, and it's you know it's they've been struggling for a few months now, and it, it's really getting to them, and you end up having these conversations and people and you're having conversations with people that are in a negative headspace. Yeah. And it's really hard <laughs> not to take that on yourself. Um, mm. And I think it is a, you know, the conversation I've had this week has been what you're doing is really, really good. Having those, giving those people that time and, and that bit of you, but you need to make sure you've got the balance, yeah. have the positive conversations as well to counteract it because it's so easy to take things on. Um, and I know Jackie, I know you, uh, Trisha, um, Trisha's this fantastic woman that works with Jackie, um, who is, I think we spoke to her at one point and she was, I think she was probably a little bit on that. I'm, I'm hoping the conversation she had had with us was a positive one that like helped her keep the balance. Um, yeah. But I think you've spoken to so many businesses that have been really struggling, and just like for yourself, like how have you how have you found that balance? And I know Amanda, this isn't something we've talked about, but again, I know some of our clients that you're involved with have also had quite a tough time. And like how how like what advice would you give to people in that situation 
trying to maintain their own mindset and offering the support to their client base. It's really funny that you say that because I actually got involved in a, a call listening to a life coach this week. And it was really interesting. And we would this point was kind of raised, you know, that you're talking to people that are maybe very negative at the moment because they're going through a tough time and trying to keep yourself positive. And, you know, we're all going through tough times in one way or another, trying to keep things going. But it's keep being positive in your own mind and telling yourself that you can do it. And if you keep thinking those negative thoughts, like you're saying, Christina, if you've got all the negatives coming at you, you kind of adopt that yourself and you do need to have some positives as well. And I know, like I said earlier, that when three of us and Tricia have had calls, when one of us has had a really tough week, perhaps, and gone, I really could do with a real positive call. It's making sure you do those for yourself as well, because, as you say, you can support everybody else, but who's supporting you? Yeah. And we all need that. Yeah. We all need that. No matter how positive a person you can be, it gets to a point where you think, I'm drained. Yeah. You you have to check out. The phrase I'm a big fan of is you can't pour from an empty cup. (laughs) Yeah. So, and it's so easy, especially if you're an empathetic person, to absorb everyone else's, basically you're kind of saying, give me that problem, I will carry it for you. And then before you know it, you're overloaded. Yeah. you know, and again, Christina and I had a long chat on Friday. And again, she was kind of, it was your job on Friday to say to me, Christina, why are you worrying about what's going on over there? Just because you can see it, it's not your problem. Yeah. You need to let me fix that. Um, and I'm a massive fan of coaching. I've worked with a coach for years. And it's, again, it's so easy. The same as people kind of go, what can I cut from the budget? Should it be marketing? Should it be training? Should it be coaching? times like these is when you need it the most yeah absolutely so you know so yeah I have a coaching session every month Christina I know you've got your you've got the business coach who does it kind of spills over though into yeah yeah and I think and 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 even if it's not a coach I know Trisha would back me up on this when one of us goes on holiday when we come back we go oh I'm so glad you're back and it's just (laughs) having that person to bounce off sometimes isn't it Mm. just to to keep your morale up you know you might be overloaded with work but just having that person to go what about this what about that and that kind of Mm. keeps you buoyant doesn't it yeah well even if it's like a design point of view so when we were in the office Christina I say you you often walk past Mark's desk and go oh that looks great and what's that (laughs) 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 or I go or I do something like this I go Oh, where's my camera? Mark, I've had an idea and I draw something. <laughs> I, I have seen that on Instagram today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. Why can't I be on the design team? That is, that's like, that's going to be worth millions one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but but also I think that's a point from working from home, isn't it? When you're not all in the office together and you're not bouncing ideas like that amongst each other. Um, we have Zoom calls every day as a team uh, to keep that, keep that, not only that togetherness but to bounce ideas because you don't know you're doing that when you're sitting in the office but you overhear something and it brings something to mind and then you discuss it and you go wow that was brilliant but when you're all working from home independently you don't get that mm-hmm. so that's hard so i think so, that's another thing we've had to adapt to this year isn't it mm. 
it's probably yeah. not having that instant response there's yeah. sometimes like if we're talking about the creative side of things then yeah it can be like oh, what do you think of this or can we do this or do we do it? whereas perhaps you've got to wait for the next zoom call mm. to actually bring that yeah. to, the, to the point sort of thing yeah do you know as well it's the um so jane was um so jane's on holiday that's why she's she's not on the call today <laughs> Um, but Jane popped into the office because she needed to pick something up and we were, you know, we were opposite ends of the office and talking about some Facebook ads. Um, the conversation that we were having, we've had similar conversations on Zoom, but she was here for about 45 minutes and probably 20 minutes of that was us talking about these ads. And yet there's, her words were that she got so much more value out of that 20 mm. minutes because we were actually in the room together. Yeah. And do you know what I think a big part of it is? I started scrolling through Instagram and Facebook looking at ads, uh, like whilst we were talking. But if I was doing that on a Zoom call, it just looks like I'm distracted. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, little, it's little things like that. And Emily will tell you, it's like all that, like we'll be on calls all the time. And she's like, um, uh, are you actually listening to me right now or have you like have you got distracted have you tuned out and it's not it's like i'm like because i'm thinking i'm then looking at things and yeah. then right like this is this is what the thing is that we we need to do next um and yeah. i think on a zoom call you lose that whereas that kind of thinking time that someone has when you're face to face you can sense that that person's thinking yeah and that's the one thing that i i just i don't think you can communicate over zoom yeah yeah, because you often see people and they somebody's talking and then all of a sudden there's this kind of and you know they're looking at the phone and you think I've lost them. Yeah. They're they're not with me any longer. If if you've seen me doing that, it's because I am looking to make sure that we've gone live <laughs> on Facebook. So can I can I just say if you've gone live? If you've seen me doing that. I'm, I'm making notes. I have to make notes for our YouTube clip. So I'm, I've taken over Jane's job. So me looking down is writing notes as well. So we'll maybe you think I'm then. being rude. Fantastic. Okie dokie. Well, we're, we're coming up to time now. So has anyone got anything else for Jackie or should we wrap this up? I just think you guys have been absolutely amazing this year. You could not have gone through more change. You know, going through like a, a, a change of leadership and ownership yeah. is a big enough deal in itself, let alone having to uh, change everything else. So I think, you know, it's been great to get you on and hear your ideas, but also, yeah, big, big respect well, to you, you. Trisha, yeah. Simon and the team. Yeah, we've got a really good, strong team and it's, it's worked. Everybody's really pulled together this year and made it happen. And, um, it's exciting times ahead for us, I think. But, you know, we, like I said, I've said it earlier, you know, we don't, we haven't done it without the support of the network ourselves, you know, and you guys and everybody that helps in everything we do. We couldn't do it without you. But that's what we're all about, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. So, but thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> you'll need you come back again, and uh, what we do, we need to organise it and get um, Simon and Trisha on as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, um, and have a have a good chat then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, and for everyone that's watching this or listening to this on the podcast, um, thanks for tuning in, and we'll be live again next Thursday. 
It's just the Green Umbrella team next Thursday at 12 noon. Um, and we'll be talking about all the social media updates and things. Um, so until then, we will catch you later. Bye for now. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.